see him? Michael? Can we see him?
Let's clap for him, please. You okay? Now, are you the one that wrote this by yourself? Where did you write it? Was it during the fellowship? So you were listening and you were writing. Would you want to read it again or you want me to read it for you? Huh? Huh? I can read. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was so challenged when I saw what this young man had written. And um, he, from what I'm seeing, I'll read from the beginning to the end. This note he made on Saturday, the 18th of November, 2023. On Saturday, PHB. That's preparing his bride fellowship. And he also wrote Pastor Francis Isibo as the pastor that taught on that day. He says, God can't be deceiving. Do you understand that? God cannot deceive. God does not tempt anyone. That's what the scriptures tell us, right? So he can't deceive. Hallelujah. He says, God cannot lie, but God, he said, but God doesn't lie because it is not in his nature to lie. I hope you hear that. Praise the Lord. And Yeshua said that the devil is a liar and he has been lying from the beginning and that he is the father of lies. So if he's the father of lies, then definitely God has no place in the realm of liars. Right? Hallelujah. It says, the spirit sees humanity discreetly. And our goal is to agree with God. So that should be our goal. To what? Agree with God. Hallelujah. It says, the enemy can't operate if there is no agreement. Can you see that? So if we don't agree with the devil or the enemy, he will not find any expression. Hallelujah. It says, when the Lord is leading you, you should follow. And when God is speaking to you, he wants to kill something inside of you. I hope you hear that. Did you hear that, everybody? Hallelujah. And then he wrote Revelation chapter 6, verse 18. He says, you need God's perspective 
to know what he has planned for you. So for you to be able to know his perspective, you must get into some relationship with him by way of communion, by way of prayers, by way of uh, intimacy, and by way of studying his word and yielding yourself to the Spirit of God so that the Spirit of God can be able to show you the plan of God. Hallelujah. It says God requires agreement in our hearts for him to work his plan or his will. Praise God. The closer you get to Christ, the clearer it will get or become. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, young man. Could you tell us your name? Akuchukunana. Huh? Akuchukunana. Can you smile, please? <laughs> Thank you so much. Please clap for him. Thank you. Can put it there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is really exciting for me as a pastor. That, come, Marco. How old are you? Huh? Nine. So, nine years old, and you're able to receive. So, it means the Spirit of God is already working in him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I thought I should use that as an intro for today's meeting uh, so that we can be encouraged that the young people are are not blank. They are not deaf. The Spirit of God is walking. You know, there was a time when some parents brought their children to Yeshua. And they wanted him to lay his hands on them and bless them. And uh, his disciples started uh, discouraging and sending them away. And the Lord said, no. Don't take the little children away from me. It says, for such is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Come on, sit down here. Such is what? The kingdom of God. So there's something about young people. There's something about little children. They have not stuffed themselves with this world. So they still have a lot of vacancy for the Lord. The Bible says that you should train up a child in the way that he should go. So that when he grows up, he will not depart from it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I would like us to, uh, you know, run over last week's uh, teachings. Uh, we have been uh, discussing our identity 
in the Messiah, our identity in Christ. Am I correct? Praise God. So who can give us um, a recap of last week's uh, teaching or discussion? Somebody please, quickly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Last week, uh, we've been on, on the issue of identity, our identity in Christ. And uh, one of the emphases is uh, that we are the house of God. God is uh, building a house. We are talking about that God is interested in man. There is something, uh, there's something about man uh, in all that God created that God wants to dwell in him. You know, the scripture we read that says, uh, who is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him. And one of the emphasis that, were, that was being made last week was that God wants us to come into our divine destiny, the purpose he gave us the body. That the reason why God gave us the body is that God wants to inhabit this body. God wants to find expression on the earth. And the body is the instrument through which God expresses himself on the earth. We also talked about the kind of body that God inhabits, that God cannot dwell in any kind of body. We talked about the prototype of the kind of body that God intends to inhabit. Uh, Mama talked about Christ, that Christ is a prototype of a house that God is building or intends to build, uh, to live in and to find expression uh, through him, uh, you know, there's a scripture also read in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, scripture was talking about a body that thou prepared for him. That's a body that will do the will of God on the earth. Hallelujah. We also say that we uh, talked about the realm of the spirit, uh, the tangibility of the realm of the spirit uh, that's more tangible than the earth realm, that it's in the realm of the spirit that the visible realm came into materialization. In other words, that everything we see in the visible realm is, came from the realm of the invisible. And we must also be conscious of our identity uh, in Christ. And that was the summary that God is looking for habitation and it's not any kind of person. That we must know who we are. That God is a priest and he ordained us for priesthood and we also talked about something that is militating against uh, us and Papa talked about his identity crisis hallelujah so the summary of last week is that we should and we must know who we are in Christ Jesus that if we must be uh, the body that God intends to build 
to inhabit and to find expression on the earth. Therefore, we must pay attention on our identity. Hallelujah. Any other person? Shagun. Who else was here last Saturday? Who? I thought you were talking. Who else? All right. Now, there was something that happened um, when Yeshua. Oh, let me not say something that happened. Yeshua was trying to explain to his disciples about the kingdom of God. Now, I have come to the understanding that many people are not able to understand what the kingdom of God means. Okay. Now, and I don't claim to know too much. Um, whatever I am saying is open to um, correction. But I'm grateful to God that He has shown me some little mercy, so I'm able to speak with some kind of assurance that I'm on the right track. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, if you are to check, I think it's Matthew chapter, from Matthew chapter 13, Yeshua started speaking to his disciples about the parable of the sower. I hope I'm correct. Matthew chapter 13. Hmm? Am I correct? Matthew 13. Hallelujah. I think it was uh, just before I think he he had mentioned or she had asked them that who do men say that I the son of man am? Am I is that correct? Huh? Verse 16. Huh? Chapter 16. Okay, so that's after. Okay, sorry about that. Now, let me say something. 
okay? Please don't, before you accuse me your heart, take time out to investigate. Because somehow and sometimes there are different placements of events in scripture. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? But if you are able to chronologically arrange every single event, you will see a thread. Did you hear that? Did you get that? Hallelujah. Here, he's there talking about the parable of the sower. Okay. Now, after he explained or after he spoke on the parable, his disciples came to ask him questions. And um, in explaining to them, he told them that the parable of the sower is the key or the access code to understanding all the other parables. Does that make sense? Did you hear that? So what that means is that you will not be able to understand all the parables if you are not able to understand the parable of the sower. Does that make sense? Right? Praise God. So it would help you as a Bible student and to help you as a believer. It will also help you as a child of God to take time out and study the parables of our Lord and Savior Yeshua. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Because it doesn't make any sense if you are not able to know who you are, know why you are a believer, and understand how you are to feed yourself for growth. Did you hear? Now, listen, I do a lot of gardening. Of course, my wife started before me. Okay? And... For some reason, I just felt that, oh, the more you pour water in plants, okay, the more you encourage them to grow, right? But after a while, I found out that there are some plants that don't need much water. And in fact, the more you pour water in those plants, you kill them. You drown them. Did you hear? And then... I found out that there are some plants that don't that are okay. Just water them maybe once a week, and even if you water them twice, uh, once in two weeks, they are still okay. Did you hear me? And I also found out that there are some plants. You know, with my wife, you know, um, that I, I, I heard from her. 
that there are some plants that are called indoor plants. Okay? But there was a time when we now started looking for variety of indoor plants because I like, I don't know, my mind, I like to go and push to the limits, okay? So after a while, I said, no, I need to go online to go and check. And I got to find out that what we call uh, mother-in-law tongue, I found out that it's actually called snake plant. And that it is very comfortable indoors without the sun for a long period of time. And then I also got to find out that if I want to clean up the air in my room, this is one of the plants I should put in my room. It has the ability to, to suck up your carbon dioxide and release lots of oxygen for you. Did you hear that? Praise God. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because if you have to grow, because you are a plant, do you agree that? You agree to that? You are a plant. You are a tree. Okay? That's what the Bible says. That we are the planting of the Lord. We are trees. Okay? I hope you hear me. So it's a good thing as a child of God, as a believer, to study plants, to study how they're able to survive. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, one thing I have learned about plants is that they don't like to be easily moved up and down. I hope you hear me. They like to be properly settled. Did you hear? It's okay for you to cut them and transplant or propagate. But once you have done that, leave them and let them consolidate. I hope you hear what I'm saying. When you start after planting them today, two days after you remove it again, that's what they call shock. You shock, you know? So they're not able to handle that. They want to be... They are, they are looking for how to be stable. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So, flipping it to you as a child of God and as a plant of the Lord, or as a planting of the Lord, you shouldn't be jumping from one place to the other because when you jump from one place to the other, you're not able to consolidate well. Did you hear what I'm saying? Did you get that? Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's important for you to understand God's word, what and why. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you get that? Now, why is it important for you to understand the gospel of the, the parables? Yeshua knows that he is bringing a civilization that is higher than man. Did you understand that? Yeshua knows that. So he looks for different ways of helping you and I to understand what he's saying. Did you hear that? So 
he started by talking about the parable of the sower. That the sower went out to sow. And when he sowed his seed, some fell on the ground, some fell on the wayside, some fell on stony uh, environment, some fell on uh, environments that have thorns in them, right? But some fell on good ground. Please just track with me, okay? I'm just building up uh, the message. Hallelujah. Those that fell on the wayside, those that fell on the wayside did not have enough time to stretch their, their roots, okay? Why? They are on the wayside. A lot of activity is going on. The whole place is busy. Did you hear? So because it's busy, people are so people step on it. And then apart from that, it is exposed. Did you hear? It is exposed. So because it's exposed, it's also exposed to what? To the birds. Now, it's interesting to know that birds like to eat seeds. Did you hear that? They just enjoy it. That's actually their staple food. Spirits want to eat or take the word of God from you. I hope you hear that. Hallelujah. So you as a child of God, how you manage the word of God is very important. How you value God's word is very important. The state of your heart when the word of God is being dispensed to you, okay, is very important. Did you hear me? Now, if, now pay attention now. If you open your heart to many transactions, I hope you hear me. If you open your heart to many transactions, you are preparing your heart as a wayside heart where any doctrine, any set of people can come up and bring stuff for you. So because of that, you are not able to hold on to the truth of God's word. Does that make sense? The most valuable thing 
on this planet is God's word. Did you hear me? The, the pivotal, what, the, what keeps this world, what keeps the whole of existence in place is the word of God. I said, the word of God. Did you hear me? The word of God is the same as the word and the gospel of the kingdom. Did you hear? I hope you hear that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All things were made by him. The word is a person. I don't know if you hear me. Did you get that? The word is what? A person. It's a personality. And when you begin to feed on this word, okay, there are things, ingredients, I hope you hear me, benefits inside of it. I hope you hear that when it comes to you, it builds and configures you into what God wants you to be. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear me? Did you hear that? I don't have voice. It will make you what it talks about. She said, that it will make you what she talks about. Oh. <laughs> Whatsoever the word is saying, you become. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. I hope you hear me. Did you get that? Please, I want us to pay very close attention and lay very serious emphasis on the word of God. The word of God is the word of life. Did you hear what I'm saying? The word of God is the word of life. The word of God is the seed of Christ. The word of God is the gospel. I hope you hear what I'm saying. When you hear the word gospel, it's just the spoken. Did you hear Did you hear that? When you hear the gospel of our Lord and Savior Yeshua, what he's saying is the spoken, I hope you hear me, the spoken word. Did you hear? The spoken word. Did you hear what I'm saying? What did I say? The spoken. Did you hear? The spoken. See, I, I, see I'm emphasizing on it. The spoken. So, when you speak, did you hear? It's a generation uh, of energetic power and force of life. Did you hear what I'm saying? That comes forth from the, the uh, carrier of that word. 
and when it comes to you, Yeshua said, the words that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are what? They are life. Did you hear? They are what? Spirit and they are what? They are life. So, like what she was saying, if the word comes to you, it comes to you in spirit and in life. What she said is that it makes you. Did you hear? So when the word comes to you, it configures you. You know the currency right now, or the king of currency, you know there's, you know I talk about different kinds of war, warfare. There's uh, trade war, there's uh, uh, guerrilla warfare, there's urban warfare, there what? There's cyber war and all that, okay? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There is also the war of what? Of words. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you get that? There's also what? So when the word is coming to you, Okay, the purpose of that word coming to you is to cause something to happen to you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, there are also beings that are watching the word that is coming to you and they know that if those words find a resting place inside of you, because it has life in it and because it is spirit, are you getting what I'm saying? It is not just spirit. It's spirit life. What did I just say? It's spirit life. I hope you hear what I'm saying now. So when the word is coming to you, there would be resistance. Did you hear? Now, the, the reason why the resistance is there is so that that word will not bear fruit inside of you. Did you hear me? So for that to happen, I know I've, there's something I've missed somewhere. I don't know. Is there anyone who was able to know that I missed something? Huh? Okay. When I was talking about guerrilla warfare and war of words, that's right. Now, see, when the word of life is coming, there are other words that are also coming. I hope you hear me. Now, the purpose of those other words that are coming 
uh, to what? To cause you not to know which one to hold on to. So at the end of the day, you find yourself grappling. Are you getting me? And having so many of them. And at the end of the day, they compete with one another. I don't know if you hear me. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 tells us that the weapons of our warfare are what? They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imagination and every high thing that ex exalts itself against what? The knowledge of God. Did you hear? Or against the seed of the word of God. Or against the gospel. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So that when the gospel is being spoken to you, did you hear what I'm saying? It is coming like a bullet. Did you hear that? The Bible tells us, I think Isaiah, it says the words that I speak to you, okay, that it says that they will perform, they will not return to me void. I hope you hear what I'm saying. The words that I speak to you will not return to me void, but rather it will bear fruit. Did you hear? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now that is from his standpoint. Now what is your own standpoint? Did you hear? And if I'm to follow what the young man, his name is, uh, what again? Ako, Akuchuku. Akuchuku, what's the meaning of Akuchuku? The wealth of God's wealth. The wealth of God. God's treasure. If I'm to follow his words, he, he said something that, uh, I've lost that one. <laughs> Huh? Huh? You say that? That you are to agree with God's word. Thank you. That's the word. Did you hear? That we should. So when the word of God is coming, you should not resist. Did you hear that? Do you know that it is possible for you to sit down in church and hear the word that will bring life to you, but because of what you have in your mind and what you want, you will shut that one, and it will not have any access into you. Were you there? Yes. Did you hear? Yes. Did you receive or benefit? No. Did you hear what I'm saying? So from your own point or standpoint, how you receive God's word, how you see God's word, the level of value you place on God's word, did you hear what I'm saying? Determines on whether it will bear fruit or whether it will profit you or not. Did you hear what I'm saying? Did you hear me? A lot of times, people don't place value on God's word. It is God's word that will cause you to receive the nature of God. Is 
Is it First Peter that talks about we are born out of corruptible seed? Or is it second? Hmm? First Peter what? Yes. First Peter what? I know which First uh, Peter chapter one. Huh? Twenty what? First Peter. First Peter. Chapter one. 